0: What is up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another set of my 2023 rankings. So yesterday I went through my top 12 running backs. Today we're gonna be going through my top 12 wide receivers and then splitting these players up into five different tiers. As always, I wanna know your guys' thoughts, so let me know if you think someone is too high or too low, and then let me know why down below in the comment section, and I will make sure to get back to you. Also, if you enjoy the content, just do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. That obviously is gonna help me out a ton. But let's jump right into the uh, rankings. We're gonna start it off with my wide receiver one and one of two players in tier one. That is going to be justin jefferson seems like he's pretty much the locked in consensus wide receiver one this season he was the wide receiver one in total points last year he was the wide receiver two in ppr points per game i'm going to be using ppr stats you know if you play in half point ppr standard you can kind of adjust accordingly justin jefferson wide receiver two in points per game last year with 21.7 in 17 games he was targeted 184 times caught 128 of those, and then went for 1,809 receiving yards and nine total touchdowns. He's pretty much stepping into the same situation he had last year. I guess we're just swapping Adam Thielen for Jordan Addison, which I think Jordan Addison is the better player at this point in their careers. So probably just taking a little bit of pressure off of Justin Jefferson. So I'm pretty much expecting elite production again. He may not even be peaked as like a player in terms of his talent. And I also don't think he's seen a peak season in terms of like going crazy in the touchdown department. So I don't even know if we've scratched the surface here on what Justin Jefferson's ceiling truly can be. Now, moving over to my wide receiver two, the other tier one wide receiver, it's Jamar Chase, the college teammates. He did deal with a hip injury last year that limited him to 12 games, but he was still the wide receiver four in points per game with 20.2. It kind of seems like he's on that Justin Jefferson trajectory, just like a year behind. Both had crazy rookie seasons. Both had crazy sophomore seasons. He's in a great situation this year, or basically you know, his entire career, with Joe Burrow at quarterback. So just like Jefferson, I think he's going to ball out and be a high-end wide receiver one. Now we're kind of getting into the point of the rankings where we almost have like these older, just elite wide receivers So tier two is going to start off with Tyreek Hill, my wide receiver three. And he was the wide receiver three last year in points per game with a 20.4. And then just like Jefferson, he kind of did that while underperforming in the touchdown department, only scored nine total touchdowns. And I think some people were a little worried about him being separated from Mahomes. I know I wasn't expecting him to put together this like absurd season because in his first year without Mahomes, he had career highs in targets, receptions, and receiving yards. Hill was number one in the NFL in target rate, number two in target share, number one in deep targets, number one in yards per run, number two in air yards, receptions, and receiving yards. So just an all around really strong season. I kind of feel like he's set up to uh, repeat that production this year. Now, my wide receiver four is going to be Cooper Cup and my uh, last tier two wide receiver. And I could understand why you might think Cooper Cup should be a little higher. I mean, he was on pace to be the wide receiver one once again in uh, nine games. He averaged 22.4 points per game. And he was doing that in an offense that was, I mean, at that point in the season, pretty rough. I think if you have a healthy Stafford you know Cup that we've seen the last two years in this McVay offense, he is a great shot to be the wide receiver one overall. I just think there are a few more questions here with Cooper Cup compared to the guys ahead of him. Are we sure Matthew Stafford's going to be the same guy? Is it possible that Cooper Cup approaching 30 years old starts to slip just a little bit? And then as a whole, like how is this Rams offense going to look? Are they going to have a bounce back year? Or is it going to be you know pretty rough like the 2022 season? We will wait and see. I just think there are a few red flags there where I would rather take obviously the Jeffersons the chases, and then even the Tyreek Hills, I think there are less question marks just in general on those offenses. Now shifting into tier 3 I'm going to start it off with my wide receiver five, Stephon Diggs. He just missed the uh, 20 point per game mark last season, was the wide receiver five in points per game at 19.8. And we have seen three seasons of Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen playing together, and they have not disappointed at all. Uh, His finishes in terms of point per game have been wide receiver three, wide receiver nine, and wide receiver five. So pretty much the full range of high mid to, I guess, slightly lower end wide receiver one production. The Bills didn't really add anyone of note at the uh, wide receiver position. I guess the only change in this offense would be them drafting Dalton Kincaid. There's been talk about him getting work out of the slot, but like that's not going to limit Stefan Diggs' role here at all. I think he's lined up to once again give you mid to high-end uh, wide receiver one production. Now, my wide receiver six is going to be CeeDee Lamb, and I actually moved Lamb up one spot last minute. A few minutes before I was going to record this, I was thinking through some things, and I ended up settling with him here as my wide receiver six. Last season was a big time coming out party for him as a player. You know, he did it in less than ideal conditions, which I think is kind of really important when we're looking at his trajectory moving forward. He was the wide receiver seven in points per game at 17.7. That was up from 14.6 in 2021. And like I said, this is not like some perfect peak season from the Cowboys offense. He did it in a year where Dak was hurt for five games. Cooper Rush was stepping in like didn't do great in terms of supporting these fantasy weapons, like fine in terms of maintaining their record, but in terms of really supporting these guys, like wasn't really getting it done. Dak comes back and really doesn't play up to his standard. So he did not have great quarterback play throughout this entire season. The Cowboys were the 18th ranked passing offense in the NFL. That's down from third in 2021. So we saw nearly a three, or we did see a three point per game jump 3.1 3.1 point per game jump from 2021 to 2022. And that was despite a big fall off in terms of the Cowboys passing attack. So I'd be expecting the Cowboys to bounce back to like a top probably 10 unit this season. And I think we could see Lamb take an even bigger step forward here in 2023 the guy I ended up bumping him ahead of was Devontae Adams, who's my wide receiver seven. And I actually think he's kind of an interesting player to look at here in 2023. In his first and only season playing with Derek Carr, Adams finished as the wide receiver six in points per game. And Derek Carr just absolutely funneled targets towards Devontae Adams, 180 targets on the season. He had the number one target share in the NFL, number one in air yards, number one in touchdowns, was also second in deep targets. If I had to guess, I think those deep shots are probably going to be scaled back a little bit here with Jimmy G coming in. That's just, you know, not his game, but I still think Jimmy G is just going to be absolutely feeding Devontae Adams. But I do think we have to just point out, just throwing it out there, Devontae Adams is getting to the age where like a potential fall off is going to happen in the next few years. So at 30 years old, I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but a dip is coming at some point. And that's the main reason why I bumped Lamb over him. Like these fall offs can happen kind of quickly. Remember Julio Jones? I believe he was like the wide receiver three one year. The next year he plays like half the season is injured as like the wide receiver 14. These things can happen quickly. And so I'd rather take like the up and coming rising wide receiver like CeeDee Lamb. And just, you know, maybe be a little bit cautious. I'm not saying I think it's going to happen. If I had to guess, I think Devontae Adams is probably going to be giving you mid to high end wide receiver production once again. But that is a risk we just kind of have to, uh, you know, factor in here. Now, shifting into tier four, my wide receiver eight, I have Amon Ra St. Brown, and I understand I'm probably going to be higher than consensus here with Amon Ra. He was the wide receiver 10 last season in points per game, but he actually left two games early on with injury where he played less than 30% of the snaps. If we remove those two games on the season, he would have averaged 18.6 PPR points per game in those 14 healthy outings. That would have put him ahead of CeeDee Lamb and just behind Devontae Adams. He also did that while only scoring six total touchdowns, which is you know using his volume how involved he was in this offense. That is a very, very low number that I think is bound to improve. So heading into year three, I think Amon Ra is likely still improving as a player. And I do think he could challenge to be a legit high-end wide receiver one in a peak season. They didn't really bring in significant competition. Jameson Williams was a guy who was supposed to be breaking out. Now he's suspended to start off the season. So I think Amon Ra is gonna have a big year. I like the upside. And I also think he's a pretty safe option also here as my wide receiver eight. Now, my wide receiver nine is going to be A.J. Brown, and I'm probably lower uh, than consensus with A.J. Brown, and it's not really like an anti-A.J. Brown take. It's just more like I'm more interested in some other options. He was the wide receiver eight in points per game in his uh, first season with the Eagles, and then I kind of i am in this spot here where I just want to justify where I have him. I have him behind the older studs, you know, the Cooper Cups, the Tyreek Hills, the Devontae Adams, the Diggs, those guys. I think they've kind of proved it. I think they showcased they have that ceiling Or maybe A.J. Brown hasn't really flashed that yet. And then just looking at A.J. Brown compared to guys like C.D. Lamb and Amon Ra, I can see significant paths to improvement for both of those guys. I don't know if I see that path to major upside and improvement from A.J. Brown here, which isn't really like a shot. You know, he put together a great season, wide receiver eight, that's very, very solid. And obviously he can end up with like a couple more touchdowns or a few more receptions, 100 more receiving yards, something like that. But just at his current age, I believe he's going to be 26 when we're starting the season. I don't think he's going to be making a huge jump in ability like we could see from an Amon Ra. And then also he's coming into the season with similar weapons. Devonta Smith's probably going to be better. The only big change to their offense was DeAndre Swift coming in, which is probably you know, only going to hurt A.J. Brown's fantasy outlook. And I understand, you know, this is probably nitpicking, but just kind of trying to explain why I have him below the others. I think it's just the lack of elite, elite upside that I think we can get out of the older guys and then also some of the younger options. Now we're going to shift into uh, tier five. And I do think there's probably a decent falloff here from A.J. Brown to the tier five guys, but my wide receiver 10 is going to be Garrett Wilson. And And his previous production just straight up is not going to compare to anyone ranked ahead of him here, but I think he could be in store for a big, big jump heading into year two. I feel like almost everyone views Wilson as like a future star wide receiver. I think we saw that with how he flashed as a rookie. I think the big question is just whether or not he's going to make that leap here in 2023 and I'm willing to kind of just take the swing and pick him ahead of some of these like safer wide receiver two options on their teams, especially like the T. Higgins, the Devonta Smiths. You could even throw Jalen Waddle in here, who I'm going to talk about next. But I'm kind of banking on that second year leap coming in here, you know, combined with the fact that he has the major offensive improvements with Aaron Rodgers coming in. So I think he can take that leap. I think if he does take the leap, we're going to be looking at a lot of upside here with him as my wide receiver 10. Just mentioned him, my wide receiver 11, Jalen Waddle. He finished the 2022 season as the wide receiver 12 in points per game at 15.2. If we actually look at the season uh, in the games that only Tua played in, so Tua missed four games, we take those out. We're looking at 16.8 PPR points per game, which would have been the uh, wide receiver 10. So with a healthy season from Tua, I actually think Waddle probably has more upside than we'd be expecting. I'd like a number two wide receiver, but as long as Tyree Kill is healthy, I don't really see him having that like high-end wide receiver one upside, but the dude is still fantastic. Big play machine, number one in yards per target, number one in yards per reception, which is why I have him here as a uh, wide receiver one. Now, my final wide receiver here in tier five, wide receiver 12, it's going to be Chris Olave. And just like Garrett Wilson, we're kind of just shooting for that second year breakout. In 15 games, Olave went for 1,042 receiving yards on 72 receptions as a rookie. He had the 15th highest target share and the 10th highest target rate, which for a rookie, very, very impressive. He also had the third highest air yard share. And despite missing two games, was still a fourth in deep targets. I think Carr is a massive upgrade over both Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. And I feel like, you know, Wilson has gotten a lot of attention in terms of like the rookie who's going to take this huge leap in year two. But I also think Olave is right there and really could surprise some people this season. So that is going to uh, wrap it up for my top 12. Like I said at the top, let me know who you think should be higher, who should be lower. If you uh, didn't get to see my top 12 running backs, you know, go check that out also. That is up on my channel. Hit that like button, subscribe. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.